Hi and welcome to the third episode of Out of Sight. So today is a solo episode and it's just going to be me talking. So I'm very nervous. Please be nice. <laughs> and yeah, I put up a question box on my Instagram just asking what I should talk about and a lot of it was just my story. And there's a few other things that I'll add in at the end. So my name's Sarah, I'm sure everyone knows. I'm 23 and I grew up in County Tyrone in Ireland. So I'm mixed race and my mum is Irish and my daddy's from Gambia but I was raised by my mum. So yeah we, I was very close with her, still am very close with her because it was just the two of us until I was like eight or nine I think and then my stepdad came into our lives. Um, I've always been very close with my family so I'm really close with my granny and granda, I'm very close with my auntie, my uncles Um, and I just always had a very good like family life I always felt very loved and they almost like filled a void that I didn't have that father figure for a while so they just made me feel very loved and and I appreciate them very much and I love them very much so I just wanted to say that first. I also have two younger sisters and yeah they're the main inspiration for why I do most things like I just want them to just have me to look up to and I just really want them I just want to be a role model for them I think and I just I love them so much as well. And I just can't, I can't believe I didn't have them in my life for so long because it just feels like they've been there forever, but I love them as well. But yeah, even though I look different than my sisters, I look different than my mum and like majority of my family, I always felt a very big sense of I belong there. And yeah, it was just, it was just a very safe space for me growing up and it still is now as well. Ireland's obviously a majority white country and I was probably, especially in primary school, the only black person in the class. And I think whenever I was in primary, so from whatever age until I was like 10 or 11, I was aware that I was different, but I didn't really care. I remember I went to school whenever I was younger and I had my Afro hair. I didn't care that I had curly hair. I didn't really care that I was different because at that age, I don't think, well, for me anyway, it's not really. I think at that age, you're very naive and you're very oblivious to the world around you and like it's a good thing because I wouldn't have wanted it to be any other way I'm glad I didn't have to know what like racism was and things like that whenever I was young I think that's a privilege because some people don't have that and some people know that they're different and it's made like they're made aware of it very young but thankfully I wasn't so yeah then I went to the age between whenever you finish P7 so last year in primary going into secondary school and that's whenever I noticed a shift in like being more aware of my appearance and then starting to feel afraid because I was very comfortable in my primary school and no one ever made me feel different for being black or for having curly hair that was never an issue it was them being like I have to go into a school now where there's going to be so many more people from all over like where I'm from it isn't just going to be my wee tiny like town it's going to heal from all over and that really, really scared me and that really was daunting to me. And I remember being so scared to go into secondary school because of that and because I was black and thinking, I think you have a perception of secondary school where you think it's going to be so scary and like there's going to be bullies everywhere, people bullying you. And like it's just like a really scary place. And like in reality, it's really not. But I think for all, probably for majority of young children going into secondary school, that is the feeling. It is, it is intimidating. And for me, I really was scared to go into school being black and having curly hair. So at that stage, I was like, I want my hair straight. Like, I want to have straight hair. At the age of 11, I decided I wanted to permanently straighten my hair. And mummy was like, not a chance. You're not doing it. You're going to regret it. 
like you're not getting your hair permanently straightened. So we compromised and she let me get what was called a Brazilian blowout. This was basically me sitting in a hair salon in Belfast for hours, getting my hair literally like pulled and because my hair, I don't know if my hair was in the best condition. Um, So yeah, there was like a lot of tats and knots in my hair. And I just remember like getting my hair pulled like every direction and like sitting in pain for like hours but in my head it was worth it because at least I would have straight hair and I wouldn't stand out as much going into secondary school as I would have if I had this big afro so I got that done and the hair wasn't even that nice like it actually wasn't (laughs) but again it was better than having an afro and that was it that was at the age of 11 and from that time like that first day I got that done up until I was I was 21 I used straighteners in my hair like every single day multiple times a day there was very rarely a day that I didn't have my hair straight even if I was just in the house by myself and like I knew I wasn't going out anywhere the hair I still had straightened my hair but yeah that was the start of that and then started secondary school and there actually was more black people there it wasn't just black people there was different minority groups and yeah it was nice to see that but still I steered I steered towards having all white friends still and that's who I thought who that that is who my friend group was so there was like 11 girls and I was the only black one and I didn't really try and mingle with anyone else like I, I did quite stay with that like that group and yeah I think I really had an identity crisis where I tried my very very best to be white so like I wore white makeup I had my hair straight I didn't really listen to like I'm not saying all black people have to listen to black music, but I really didn't listen to any type of like different music. Like my music was not, it just wasn't like, it was, I'm not going to lie. Like I listened to Glee and <laughs> I still do listen to Glee, but yeah, I didn't like try and range out in any type of way to identify with being black. And that went on, as I said, until, for, like, until I was like 21, that I was very much, I want to be white. And it's sad because now that I'm very much, I'm not saying that I'm very much black now, but I'm, I know the balance like I know I appreciate my white side I appreciate my black side and it's just it's amazing to like fully embrace yourself and I have no regrets because like it gets you to where you are but for so long I just hid who I was and I was in denial of who I was and but yeah if you look at any pictures of me whenever I was younger my makeup my foundation was white like the hair was straight the hair wasn't even nice it was burnt off but yeah that so that's that was my kind of experience in secondary school with um identity crisis I didn't ever really I've always said this and I'm not like I'm not one to say that I've had a really I've got loads of racism and stuff because I haven't like I really haven't got like I've seen compared to some people compared to a lot of other people who've got like threats and like it's become like violent and stuff like that I've never had anything like that I have had like microaggressions with people a big thing for me is because you see me and then you hear me speak and I've got this strong Irish accent and it's like there's like nearly a, if someone doesn't know me it's like a look of confusion on their face and then you get the question I've said I don't know how many times I've talked about this situation but it's still happening so I'm like well I'm gonna still talk about it until it, until it stops happening but the question of where are you from and I'm like well I'm from here just like out the road and then they look at you and they're like I know but like where are you really from and that actually that question is just so annoying I don't mind someone being like oh like what's your ethnicity or something if I tell you I'm Irish and being like oh so like what's your culture or what's your ethnicity that's fine I'll happily answer that and it also depends on how the person's asking but to turn around and be like where are you really from 
Like, I'm really from Ireland. Like I, I was born in Ireland. I grew up in Ireland. I just think it's such an it's an ignorant question, and I still get it all the time. But yeah, so I got stuff like that, like microaggressions like that, or like people. I also used to get people telling me that like, oh, but you're not black. Like when so whenever I started like to turn like not turn, but whenever I started to slowly appreciate my black side, I would get oh, but you're not really black. And that also really annoys me because I like, I don't want to ident- like, not not saying I identify as black or white, but to turn around and be like you're not really black whenever I very much am. Um, things like that would have came up, and then obviously the hair, like can I touch your hair, and just things like that. Like just there's loads of like microaggressions, and I think as I get, as I got older, I've also noticed them more. Um, in certain situations. Um, your voice as a black person your voice can be overlooked and your opinion isn't valid and you can see people that aren't black getting chose first in certain situations that was like my experience growing up so no real harsh harsh racism to the point where someone would have been like you're this and that and they called me names or anything I think I might have called a few names like once or twice so I finished school I'd done my GCSEs done my A-levels and then I finished school and I went to Belfast and I studied a master no not a master's uh, an undergrad in English thinking I wanted to do English teaching and I got into the course and I was like I really don't want to do this like I don't want to teach but I done the course anyway because I was living in Holy Lands and if you don't know what the Holy Lands is it's a place in Belfast where all the students live and it's it is unreal like it's actually class I couldn't live there now but the, the two years I lived there were unreal and oh yeah I don't even know how to explain the holy Lands, but yeah so even though I didn't particularly like the class and I or my module and I didn't go that often to be honest um I still stayed there because I did love Belfast I love living with my friends I just loved like being having that freedom and stuff then my first year we done a creative writing creative writing course and or module and I found that I loved writing fiction and yeah I sent for sack when I changed in second year then my course to cre- English with creative writing which meant I could do my dissertation as writing a short story I finished uni and I was like I don't know what I want to do I have no idea because the writing industry I didn't know how to get into it I didn't know if I actually wanted to be sitting writing books forever so I was like I don't know what I want to do took a year out and yeah it all went uphill from there yeah halfway through my second year COVID happened and that's whenever I started to become more into myself and just decided stop straightening your hair what are you doing that's not how it went but pretty much like I just I was washing my hair one day and I was like your hair is actually nice curly just keep it like that for a while and then I posted a picture on Instagram and the actual anxiety that I had doing that and see looking back now I'm like that was actually like why did you feel like that but yeah, I showed I had it on my Instagram and from then I have straightened my hair, I think, once or twice since that, which was 2020. I don't know when COVID was, but like 2020. That was that. And from then, the George Floyd situation happened in America and the BLM protests were happening and everyone was talking about it and everyone was very pro-black. And I was like, I was seeing more black people around home, like not even just the ones I knew in my school, like people from everywhere um, in the north and like the south as well. And I was just like, there's so many of us here. And it just felt really, really nice, even though we might have just been communicating over Instagram or social media. It just felt like 
I felt a sense of like community and I felt like a safe space where I could share my like share my stories. So then at around that stage I started posting my experience growing up black in Ireland and I just started writing about stuff on my Instagram and then I was like okay I actually like writing maybe not fiction but I like writing so then yeah through that time I got the braids I just like really grew into myself and was just more and more confident I think with talking and things like that done some modeling talked my ear out and I also done uh internship so I was like the editorial assistant so I was like doing press releases writing like news articles and then I was like I actually like writing news and then I came to London for a trip to visit two of my friends I'm not even joking before I went I was like I actually don't really want to go over to London I can't be bothered say as soon as I got here like I was like oh my god this place is unreal and I had no intentions of moving like literally no intentions of leaving Ireland like I always knew I wanted to travel but it was one of those things that was in the back of my mind oh maybe I'll do that someday and then I got here and I had an unreal time and I just remember seeing people just like on the streets like just wearing whatever they wanted. I seen loads of different like ethnic groups. There was so much, there's so much diversity here and I was like, I just have a feeling that I like belong here. And that sounds so cringe, but like that's literally how I felt. And on the last night we went to see a show and we were leaving the theatre and like we were saying goodbye to the girls. And I was just like walking and I just like burst into tears and I was like, I don't want to go home. Like I like I literally love it here. And then I think then I came home and I was like, Mommy, I'm moving to London. And she was like, Right, okay, we'll see. And I was like, No, I'm moving to London. Like I'm setting stuff in place now. I'm setting a date and I'm going. And I remember I was like working in Tesco at the time and I was like filling the shelves or something and someone had like, come in and had asked me how London was and I literally like answered them and then I went to the toilet and I cried for like ages and I was like, I actually just don't wanna I want to be in London and yeah so after that I set a month I said I wanted to be in London by July that was September I said I want to be in London for July I didn't know when I didn't know or not that I didn't know when I didn't know how I was going to get there I didn't know who I was going to live with I didn't know anything like I just knew I'm going to be there and I started applying for journalism degrees I started applying for unis over here in London and that's what I was doing for just like months and it came to January and I booked another flight to London for February. We're going like another holiday and I'm back over and I was like, yeah, like a hundred percent still want to live here on rail. And yeah, then I got confirmation that I got into my course in Kingston University. So I got, I knew I was moving. I'd got my place in uni. So then I just had to find people to live with. I just happened to be out one night and I was talking to someone and they, they added me into London Irish in London group on Facebook and the next day a girl called Katie Byrne had put up a post saying that her and her friend so I knew I knew I wanted to live in West London I didn't even know where the I didn't even know where Kingston was to be honest I was just like I don't care if I have to travel to uni I just want to find like a nice house in West London and like you're so naive before you do these things like I was so naive to everything but yeah Katie had put up a post in um this group saying that her and her friend we're looking for a roommate in West London and I was like like I never text at this stage I was still very like introverted and like would never have text someone first but I was like do you want I'm just gonna like text her and see what she says I also had a nosy at her Facebook first and I was like yeah she looks nice <laughs> and then I text her and she texts back and then we were saying no actually then she got hacked on Facebook so I was like right okay I'll just have to find someone else and by this stage it was like maybe end of March I think then then just she texted me one day and she was like got hacked you still like looking to move to London 
And then she'd also said that her friend's brother was moving out and there was three there was three rooms coming available in his house so he wouldn't have to look for anywhere. And I was like, absolutely. And then, yeah, the rest is literally just like history, basically. So I only met Katie and Trez, who are my housemates now, once before I moved here. Then I moved to London and yeah, they're literally my best friends now and Liam and everyone knows everyone. So like, it's just, it all came together and that's where I'm at now. I've done my, um, I basically finished my master's, I haven't finished my master's, but I finished the teaching part of it. So I started that in September. I've done placements with like the big issue. I have a placement to Financial Times coming up now. I'm starting to look for a job. So the teaching side of things is done. And yeah, my time so far in London, like I've just, it just all came together. And I think that's just the main thing. Like I had no idea who I was going to live with, how I was going to get here, how I was going to finance being here. And it's just all came together. And I think if you have a goal and you want to move somewhere, like I just don't think you should overthink it. I think you should just go and do it because that's literally what I done. Like I didn't overthink the situation at all. I was like, I know where I want to be. I know I want to be in London. And it all just literally fell into place. Like I I actually can't believe how lucky I got, but I can't believe it because I'm a big manifester. So <laughs> and now I'm here. I'm writing about issues that are really like I'm really passionate about. I really want to represent minority groups at home and over here. And I just really want to help give people a voice. And that's why I want to do journalism because I want to change the newsrooms. Like I want to see more faces like mine in the news. I want to see more diversity in newsrooms. I want the news to be representative of everyone, not just a particular group. And that's how this podcast also came about. Um, For this podcast, so anyone that knows me, that's on, follows me on Instagram, on any of my private stories <laughs> anyone that like knows me well um knows that I'm quite passionate about not even just racism and race issues but just any inequalities with anyone I just think no one should be f- made feel voiceless because they're different or because they go against the norm I think I just feel like those voices should be heard because our society is changing and there's voices that have, have been marginalised and not heard and silenced for so long. And I just think now is the time for a change. And I don't think I ever started this podcast to amplify my voice, which is something that I'm trying to do now because <laughs> I think I also need to give myself credit. But like the main reason was always to get other people's stories out there and give them a chance to tell their story a lot of the time I'm just really I really want to get other people's stories out there and like I got a message the other day I'm actually gonna read it out a girl texted me a girl from home I'll not say her name because I don't know if she wants me to but yeah she just texted me and said that like my podcast made her feel emotional as something that she can relate to especially being black in Northern Ireland and also have and also she only met her dad for the first time three years ago and also went through an identity crisis and she just said thank you thank you thank you at the end of it and that's like my main reason, like if I can help one, even just one person feel heard and feel like they're not alone and not feel like an outsider because it's not a nice feeling. And yeah, it can be like a lonely experience, but yeah, that's the main reason for this podcast. And I am going to do like separate ones on different like things, but I got a few questions. I'm not going to lie, a good few are from my friends, but I'm going to ask them anyway. So someone asked how I stay motivated and it just depends. Like sometimes I'm motivated, like I'm quite motivated when it comes to like work and like the podcast and doing, 
like journalism like writing my stories like I'm quite motivated that way when it comes to work so I think my work ethic is quite good only if it's something I like doing like I'm not gonna lie I've had part-time jobs and I've literally not put in any effort or like nothing so I think it has to, for me it has to be something that I like doing and it's mad because whenever I'm in uni and whenever I'm doing certain things like this podcast it doesn't feel like a chore it doesn't feel like hard work it feels like something I enjoy doing and I think that's a good sign whenever it comes to your job if it feels like enjoyable and it doesn't you don't dread going every day like I have to do like an hour and a half journey to uni every day an hour and a half back again and see if in Belfast whenever I was in Queens and I was doing English I couldn't even walk five minutes to go to half my lectures because I actually didn't like the course I didn't like what I was doing so now to be traveling like an hour and a half every day four days a week sometimes five days a week to do a degree and to do my master's I think just shows the difference in what you'll do if you love what you do that makes sense and I also think it's important to remember that like you you only see like you only see people only like put up what they want you to see so I'm not gonna put up on my even my private story I very rarely put up on me like lying in bed doing nothing because you're not likely to do that so I think you only see what people want you to see so I'm not always motivated <laughs> definitely definitely not someone said a general catch-up it sounds like I'm saying catch-up but I'm saying catch-up um don't really know <laughs> what to say um what's happening at the minute in my life I yes yeah, so I'm finishing uni this week I'm going home now in two weeks it's my sister's confirmation and I'm her sponsor how exciting so I'm going home for that and I'm really excited to go home because I haven't been home for Christmas um someone said moving away from home pros and cons the pros are it I just think it's been the best decision of my whole entire life like I literally could not be happier here I really like I love London and I think I found somewhere where I want to be for a very 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 long time like I don't see myself moving back home anytime soon I don't see myself moving I do think I want to travel other places and I do want to like experience other places but right now I think London will be my base for probably forever to be honest um I just love it here I feel like I feel very very much at home here it just feels like I was meant to be here um so that's definitely one of the pros what else just the people that I've met like you really do come out of your comfort zone moving away from home because you don't have a choice like you don't you literally don't have a choice you have to step out of your comfort zone you have to meet new people and I've met some of the best people in the world and people that are gonna be in my life forever and it's just mad that I wouldn't have known them if I hadn't moved like I couldn't imagine not knowing the Katie and Trez and Liam if I hadn't have moved from home I think you had a lot of independence moving away from home and more I obviously moved away like I didn't live at home whenever I was in Belfast but I was still able to go home at the weekend so whenever you actually move country you just have to be independent. Um, I've learned a lot about like being like careful with your money, like money management. Um, just how to like look after a house as well. Um, I just think I've learned how to be an adult, an adult, and more. I've definitely became more mature. Um, another pro is I found things to do other than just getting drunk all the time. Um, because I literally was on the drink every weekend at home, and I don't think like that's fine. Like. I loved it. it was unreal but I've also just found like how to survive without drinking all the time <laughs> my confidence has grown your mindset changes because 
you're less worried about what other people are thinking because you're so far away from opinion opinions that matter so like at home people's opinions matter to me so much to the point where I wouldn't do anything I wanted to do for myself I think whenever you remove yourself from that you're just more likely to do the things that have always been there that have been wanting to come out but you just didn't do it because you were scared so there's loads of prawns <laughs> there's loads of pros but I'll I'm gonna do like another separate episode on moving away from home um not that there's any like cons or like negatives to moving away from home but I definitely think it's been the best year of my life not even a year I've been here from July to however many months it's been the best time but it's also been like the most challenging like I've had to like deal come head on with like things that I was pushing away like we small things like not small things like things that like I might not have noticed at home so for example I've always kind of been kind of anxious person to the point where like I, like I worry and overthink things I'm gonna say past tense because I'm not reaffirming that I'm not type person anymore but yeah so that would have been the thing before I moved but coming here amplified my anxiety to like the max to the point where like I was like I don't know I was just scared of everything and I was scared to like leave the house at night time and there was a stage where I had to get walked to the tube station at like seven o'clock in the evening just things like that and yeah just found myself getting very like on edge a lot more over here because everything's amplified so that was one of the things but again I'm it's not really a negative because it was always there and it just happened to come to the surface here but it was always probably going to come to the surface anyway so I don't think it's a negative because I'm it's just something you learn from obviously you miss your family and your friends but I don't think London's that far away so I don't think that's been the hardest because I do know it's literally like less than an hour on a plane so that hasn't been that hard and just like trying to figure your shit out because whenever I came here and it's probably the same for everyone you're very naive and well things are just going to go perfect for me and like that's not things didn't go perfect but you are going to face your challenges like it's life but I think just navigating your way through the whole process and just allowing yourself to accept what like what's happening and just yeah I just think you just I don't know you just learn a lot um and it can be hard and it can be lonely like you I can be surrounded with like everyone in this house but you sometimes just do feel lonely sometimes you just want like a hug from like your mommy or your family or your friends from home and yeah but all in all it's been like a very 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 positive experience someone asked my career goals um never know how to answer this question because I have so many like I have so many different things I want to do I want the podcast to be like something definitely that I don't even know for a career but just something that I always do on the side I just want to be working for a news um publication that really like aligns with me and aligns with my beliefs and aligns with what I love writing about I know that like the chances of that happening with my first job are probably slim but in the long term I really want to be in a company that really aligns with me and where my voice can be heard and where their goals are similar to mine um someone asked do you think you'd be where you are today if you hadn't moved to London no probably not like no way would I be doing this podcast if I wasn't in London if I was at home I would be too scared yeah I don't I don't know I think I always knew I had a drive to do what I'm doing but I don't know if I'd be doing it I don't I don't know if I would have this confidence if I was still at home and that's purely down to my own like I don't think you can blame Uh, environment's a big thing but I think if you want something enough you'll do it but I just know for me that I would have cared too much if I was still at home to do half the things that I'm doing right now. I would have been too worried about 
other people's opinions. And then the last question is your move, your move to London on your own and how you handled it. I think, again, I got very lucky. It didn't feel like I moved here by myself because as soon as I got here, I was welcomed with open arms by Katie Trezen name. <laughs> I keep saying their names. People are probably like, who is that? But yeah, they're my housemates that I moved in with. My best friends. And um, it didn't feel like I was here by myself. It really didn't. From the first day I got here, I felt like welcome with open arms. And especially considering they all knew each other before I didn't like that no one ever made me feel like an outsider or I was left out so I think that definitely helped me but obviously I was still here by myself and it did take a while I've cried more this past few months than I have in my whole entire life I think I cry at least once a week but not even because I'm sad just because I'm like figuring myself out and like I'm learning about myself but yeah, I think I've handled the move quite well. I think I've adapted like nearly too well. Like I really did think whenever I left that I would want to come home like more often. And sometimes I feel bad that I don't have the urge to go home more often because I've only been home once. But I just feel really, really, really content here. And I really shocked myself. I hope this episode is good. I'm kind of scared to listen to it back. So I don't like to sound my own voice, but yeah. I'm going to do these ones once every third episode. I'll do one by myself. I hope you enjoyed. I hope I've inspired someone. And yeah, tune in for the next one. Oh, I actually do make myself cringe, but bye.